welcome to the money show guys today we have a special guest as as being a money show we have to get one of the financial planners or advisors on us on our show too today we have with us greg drozdov he is a financial planner and advisor who worked more than six years and helped hundreds of families plan for tomorrow while living for today so welcome to the show greg awesome man thanks for having me i appreciate it I appreciate it. Thanks, Thank thanks for for doing this, and thanks for putting in the, the time and the effort. I really appreciate. It. So, can yeah. you tell the audience how it all started for you, and how did you end up being in a financial services? Yeah, cool. So, um, so a little bit about me. I'm from Miami, Florida, uh, born and raised uh, in North Miami Beach. Um, really nice down there. I love it down there. And uh, after 18 years of, of, of school and living in Florida, I said, okay, I want to go to school in the Northeast and just get out of my bubble from what I you know, knew, only sunshine. I, did, I never had experienced the seasons. Um, so I went to school in Boston at a school called Brandeis University. And um, I was actually pre-medicine for three years. And then upon graduating, I, I decided I wanted to go into business. And I didn't really know a lot about money. Um, it was just a subject matter that I just didn't know a lot about. I felt like the education system, you know, was never, we didn't take a class about money. You know, if you take business or finance, they have corporate finance and different courses, but you know, I didn't really know how to manage wealth and I was very interested in it and it allowed me to, um, you know, so I came across an opportunity where I could potentially build myself a business. Uh, I was very entrepreneurial at the time. And uh, I gave myself the opportunity to learn about money, which is a subject matter that I didn't know much about. And I said, in order for me to be wealthy, I know that the people who know how to, what to do with money, you know, they'll always be successful no matter what. You got to figure out how to make the income. But if you can manage your money, you know, you should, you should be fine, right? So that was the intent. So I wanted to help people make an impact and make it bigger than myself. And um, so that's what I did. And I went to start working for a, a Voya Financial, which was at the time ING Financial Partners. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them. Uh, they're pretty big. Yeah. So I went to work with ING. It was a, it was a wealth management division, a newer group in Boston. I was with them for three years. And then I moved from, uh, from, from them to uh, Penn Mutual, which was a mutual insurance company or is a mutual insurance company, uh, mostly life insurance. And, you know, I still did financial planning and I, I was taught and trained how to do comprehensive financial planning for all my clients, just everything from cash flow management to budgeting, to selecting good investments, to saving, um, to insurance, to risk strategies and, and tax strategies and estate planning. And um, I did that for three years at, at Penn Mutual. And then now I've uh, moved my practice to Prudential. So I've been with Prudential for a little less, uh, less than a year now. Um, it's pretty exciting in New York City. So I was in Boston for about three and a half, four years, and then I decided uh, to move to New York in 2017. And I've been building my practice here and between Boston and South Florida, my home, um, yeah, ever since. So, yeah, man. Cool, man. Awesome. Love it. Love it. So, listen, um, you know, you just laid out, you know, for people that your story, okay, you're in financial services and you know, you can help people uh, to, to improve and change their financial situation. But how can somebody who, who's watching right now can improve their their own financial situation right this minute? Any advice on that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think it also depends where you're watching from, right? So, I mean, really, I only have jurisdiction and, and ability to work with clients regarding either managing money or um, 
doing you know certain direct insurance uh, in the United States. However, we do have a team that works with international clients too, so uh, we're able to help you know clients who maybe have a little bit more of a sophisticated situation, more complex. Uh, we do some international work as well, but. Um, Basically, if you're you know just starting out for someone who's just kind of watching and, and trying to figure out you know how to map your own goals or just financial timeline, you know the first thing to do in whatever you do is make sure that you have a steady income, right? Whatever that is. So if you're if you're at a job, you got to make sure you you can actually survive, right? Um, paying the bills and things like that. But when you you know once you have that, right, you can take care of yourself and you're alive, um, and you want to build a framework. What you want to do is try and focus on additional income sources, right? So something, whether it's a side hustle or whether it's a business that's going to take your income to the next level, because without income and without your ability to save, you can't actually invest, right? So you got to first focus on income. And then once you have the income, reducing your expenses as best as you can uh, without hindering your quality of life or your lifestyle, right? We all like to do different things. I'm a big traveler. Uh, I like to spend money on certain things that I believe uh, will make me happy. But at the same time, I'm, I'm cognizant and aware that um, you want to, I, I want to save, right? To invest, I want to build wealth. And the way to do that is you got to reduce your expenses and increase your income. And that gap right there is going to be your savings potential that you can continue to invest in other assets down the road. Okay, awesome. Great advice. Thanks. Thanks for that. And I, I think people could take an advantage from, from that because, you know, it sometimes it just comes down to the making a decision, you know, because, you know, what, what, do you, what would you recommend? It's not a question that I wanted to ask you, but what, what would you recommend for people uh, that would say, listen, you know, I'm, I'm watching around thinking like, I, I don't know what's the side hustle like, what, what should I start? Maybe I don't have any, you know, like valuable skills, like you need to be a business owner or something like how can people start doing something on the side, you know, like how do how they can find, you know, the, the passion or whatever the thing? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. So I, I think I went through this personally, you know, over the last couple of years, um, I was, I'd always been taught in, in my, in my business, right. I was always taught how to actually just do my business, right. Which is helping people manage your money, learning those skill sets, you know, investments, strategies, which is a great skill set to have. Um, but then as I'm building my own practice and my own business, I had to kind of take a step back and say, um, okay, how do I build a business, right? How do I actually increase my income? So whether that I'm in, you know, whether it, it doesn't have to be, you know, just me as an example, you could be in any business, you could be in marketing, you could be in technology, you could be, um, you know, whatever, whatever it is for you. Um, so what I did is I started connecting myself with the right people. They say like your network, right? Is your net worth. So I started just hanging around people that I, that I believed were successful and, um, you know, could exemplify or had exemplified certain areas of their life or business that, you know, um, exemplified success. And, you know, it was contagious, you know, when you're surrounding yourself with people who are already doing really good things or better than you, it, 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 it makes you elevate to a certain level. Um, so that was the first thing within my personal circle, right? Within my day to day. The second thing I, I, I would say is actually, you know, look, we're in a world, a digital world, right? We have the internet. Um, I, I hopped on Instagram because I knew that that was the platform that I think is going to take people to another level as you know, in the, in the next few years, especially with business. And I started following people that inspired me. I just started following these, 
you know, ex these different pages. It was travel pages. It was business pages like Grant Cardone. And I came across Gary Vee and I didn't know any of these people. Um, but eventually, you know, their content is viral. So it goes around and something's going to circle back on your page uh, or on the explore page. And I just started looking at stuff, man. Um, I just started getting out there and just, just clicking on stuff and, you know, um, kind of being obsessed with, you know, the, the quality of material that can inspire you or, or elevate you or connect you with people you need for your business or your life to learn certain skill sets. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I started doing that. And then through that, I started seeing what people were doing and I came across a ton of different entrepreneurs. You know, I came across a ton of different opportunities and, uh, certain things I wanted to learn was how to build, you know, my social media. Um, I wanted to learn about different, a couple different subject matters on, you know, building an online business. Uh, which can be applied to really any business. So I started buying some online courses. So obviously you have to do your research and do your due diligence and the likelihood that you may make some mistakes along the way is high, um, but that's okay, right? Because without make, making mistakes, you're not gonna learn. You're not gonna actually, um, you know, you gotta feel a little bit of pain. Um, I was actually watching something uh, this morning by a guy named David Goggins. Do you know who that is? Yeah, I heard about him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he was like a Navy SEAL pretty extreme guy. Uh, I follow him on Instagram too. He's great. I mean, his content's great, but he's just a real dude. And he just says, you know, without experiencing pain or making mistakes, you're never going to train your mind to say the next time that that, some, that opportunity happens to say, okay, I, I don't want to do it that way, or I don't want to do that again. Right. I want to, I want to fix this and, and move in a different or a better direction. So um, that's what I would say, man, you know, so your, your personal circle, um, getting out there and exploring things on social media, just, just check out good quality content from, from people. Um, you know, ideally the people that are influencers already uh, in business and any niche that you like. And then, you know, education, self-education, it doesn't have to be online courses. I mean, I went to school, I did four years of college. I, I learned a lot. Um, but the, those were different skill sets that I learned, you know, on my own self-learning on the internet. I mean, literally you can go to Google today and YouTube anything and it's out there, right? How to whatever. So yeah, man, I mean, that's, that's what I would say. Cool, man. Cool. I, I appreciate, I appreciate that advice. You know, it just, you know, it comes down to, I guess it's two things, you know, just being curious and being obsessed, you know, if you're going to exactly. get curious guys, like, okay, how, how, how can I improve my situation? You know, how can, can, can I change my financial situation? And then being obsessed with learning from the right people, because Greg wasn't following, you know, the people who are giving, you know, the, the wrong advice that is personal for him. Maybe, maybe that's what you want to do all your life. Maybe you just want to save, you know, until, until you go get old and just live, live on the savings, you know, which is, I don't know. I don't think it's a good idea, but maybe that's what you want to do. Or maybe you just want to, save as much money as possible and then to invest. So pick the right people that you want to follow, that you want to be like them, like live life like them and just follow what they do and follow the strategies that, that you know. that's exactly right. And, and I completely agree with you, man. And the, the one thing you have to be careful of too, though, is making sure that you're not following too many people that may have differing opinions. So you got to select that, that couple few, and it may take you some time, right? It may take, you know, I have a few people that I follow, but, you also have to be self-aware of how much time you're putting into mentorship and who you're being mentored by um, and, and trying to narrow it down into, you know, a trajectory that you can see yourself going to. So, um, but yeah, man, that's, that, that's exactly it. You hit right on the money. Cool, man. 
so can, can we just talk about some personal things you know like uh, can, would you give any advice for people uh about the you know can you just tell people actually about your best and the worst investments that you did in the past years it could be you know that you worked in the financial services or, or you did that you know even before that any advice yeah uh, okay so let's see so the best investment i would say i'll start with the best fair all right so um the best investment i i made i believe was in myself um just you know and i know that's very general but you know when i first started in the financial services career five six years ago again i was learning about i was young you know right out of school 20 21 22 years old uh i still am young right still have a lot to learn that never stops but i was really young and naive and you know they i would just say okay i gotta um teach people you know how to i'm teaching people how to how to manage your money but i was working with a lot of older clients right and and their mindset and their time frame is completely different than someone who's really young probably watching this you know maybe a millennial or a gen x or you know anyone uh i would say in the you know 25 or young 20s you know to the 40 range for example and all i knew was about okay if i'm going to save my own money i should invest in like a retirement account in you know the stocks and bonds and that's all good stuff um once you have a lot of money right once you have a lot of wealth to invest in different accounts that are tax favorable and the stock market or real estate and different asset classes but if you need to get there first if you have to get there first and if you want to get there you got to invest in yourself so for me the best the best investment was educating myself on what's out there right like what are people doing today better than me how are they building six figure seven figure businesses out there whether they're offline or offline uh sorry online or offline and um you know how can i so i started investing in courses i i, I bought some online courses um again i went i went to instagram and facebook and i started finding the right people uh, making personal connections uh, so that would be the best investment that I personally made was just in myself, self-educating. And I wanted to really take, for me, I wanted to take my business, you know, to a better level from a marketing perspective. So I wanted to learn how to build a personal brand, which I'm still doing. Uh, and, and and I have a lot, lot of big goals, you know, as we move forward. Um, but online marketing, um, certain skill sets that I just was never taught, you know, how to do. So that was really what I was interested in and that's what I invested in. It's definitely starting to pay off now, but it's, it took a long time, right? It took a long time of trial and error. Um, my worst investment, I would say probably was investing too much into the wrong things, but I don't look at it that way. I look at it as a learning, right? A learning or uh, an opportunity. I think everything is an opportunity. Um, but if I could have done it all over again, obviously I think I spent more money than I probably have had to, but you're not going to know that going through the process of trial and tribulation and finding out what's out there until you actually do it. Right. So, um, you know, I don't have really any regrets. It's just, it just is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Can, can I just ask you one question? You, you studied the financial services back in college or university right before so actually I didn't, I was a, so I was pre-medicine for three years. Uh, I was starting to become a doctor. Um, and then I just realized, you know, I had a different change of change of heart or passion and I was very entrepreneurial. So I was involved in, in a startup in college as well, um, that a couple of friends of mine started. And, um, with that experience alone, 
I said, all right, I want to take that and, and, and go into wealth management and build something from, you know, a business for myself. Um, would you, and, would you, would you think people would learn more in university or, or college about financial services or, or working for some startup company or some business? So specifically in financial services, I mean, you look, if you take classes and you're, you're an econ major or you're a finance or a business major, you're going to take some classes that are definitely going to help you in your life, right? You're going to take, um, you know, finance, you're going to take accounting, you know, maybe you're not an accountant, but just these, these little classes will help you with certain things just with thinking, but they don't really teach you you know, how to save and invest or how to run a business or, you know, you got to go to business school for that. They do teach you that there, but they don't teach you, you know, the difference between a traditional IRA and a, and a Roth IRA in the United States as, and I'm only, I can only speak for here cause that's all I know. Right. Um, they don't teach you the difference between a retirement account and an, a non-retirement account. They don't teach you the difference between why or why someone should have insurance or disability insurance, life insurance, home insurance, you know, auto insurance, all of it. They just don't teach that stuff. Um, so I think you get good skill sets from going to school. I'm, I'm a big advocate of education. I mean, it gave me the foundation and also trained my mind on how to study and how to learn. Um, but I think personal experience, you learn more working in any field than you, you know, than you do in school. Um, but from a finance perspective, you got to be in finance to learn finance, right? You got to you got to be surrounding yourself with either a mentor that knows what they're doing, a financial advisor, a planner, um, you know, a company. You got to work for a big bank or, or a company that's or te- whatever it is. You just got to work for there to be in that. But yeah, man, I, I'm all about personal experience. So if you don't know what you want to do, you know, like Gary V says, like go try a bunch of stuff, right? Go try and just taste it, taste, see what you like, see what you don't like, and before you know it. Maybe you'll find something. And if not, it's okay. You know, move on and try something else. Yeah. But you, know, you won't know until you experience it. So Exactly. Exactly. Being, being curious again, you know, like, uh, yeah. can we just talk about the subject, you know, because it's popular now. A lot of people like preaching that stuff and I'm not against it. You know, I just want to tell you, like Grant is talking about it. You may have mentioned Grant before, like, get yep. the money. It's all the time is like, get the money. And you see these quotes like on Instagram and all the social platforms, like, the money is important thing like follow the money you know like money is important like money is the, is everything so yeah. from, from a scale for, of 1 to 10 how important you think personally the money should be important for for person from scale to 1 to 10 like is it is it like money first and then my family my relationships my uh, health and other stuff or or is it like which ways you know which ways that's first? a great question man honestly that's a great question um i haven't so no one's asked me that question in a long time I think, so here's my personal philosophy on this. Um, number one, I'm all about family, okay? Um, I think family, you know, always does come first, but, you know, if you are the person in your family or in your household that is bearing the responsibility to provide, right? Provide for your family, make, you know, give them what they, put food on the table, build them a happy life, um, and do the things you want to do, whether that's travel, build a business. I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, you have to be knowledgeable on, you know, money. Like you have, you have to, you have to use it wisely. You have to self-educate yourself. Um, so if you're learning a business to like the first step, right. To get the income is you got to learn a skill or, and, and, and somehow transfer that skill into a revenue generating 
or operating machine, right? Um, and once you get there, you want to make sure you keep the money that you're, you're making. So you got to educate yourself on not only business skills. And I think a lot of what's out there on the internet is all about business skills. And that's obviously important, right? Because without income, you know, you can't really do anything. So that does come first. But again, managing the money and being financially responsible is just as important. Um, so I think, you know, if you are someone who is young and you know exactly what you want, or maybe not exactly, but you know that you want to be wealthy and you want to have a, an enjoyable life and, and have financial, what we call freedom in the sense of time freedom, having the ability to work from anywhere, wherever you want, which is definitely possible in today's age. Um, yeah, you need to go all in. You know, I think you need to be obsessed, like you said, be obsessed with what you're doing and you got to eliminate the distractions. Um, I don't know if you know a guy named Sam Ovens. He, he runs consulting.com. Oh, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah uh, big, you know, big guy out there on the internet. So, I mean, he's, he's, he's brilliant. Um, but he says there's, you know, death by a thousand cuts. There's a video he has on YouTube and he's, and he talks about all the little distractions that are out there, right. That can, um, throw you off your regiment or what it is you have to do and all the distractions. So, you know, look, if you have a girlfriend, you know, if you have friends that want to hang out with you, like sometimes you got to say no, right? You got to say no. If it's going to, if you know that that time should be allotted for building your business or your brand or whatever it is. Um, but at the end of the day, man, you know, personal values, you know, I, I think, you know, if, 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 if you're a decent human being, yes, family always does come first. But look, if you want to provide for your family, sometimes you might have to tell your wife or tell your spouse or tell your friends, listen, guys, I can't hang out right now. I got to do this, you know, and, and, and that's it. You got to stay on your on your track. And, and, and it may take more um, effort up front, but in the long term, hopefully it'll pay off. Right. So, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so, you know, com coming to the like money and spending, like, what, where do you see people making the, the, the biggest mistakes with money? Great question. Um, biggest mistakes with money. So it depends if you're a business owner or you're an employee, right? There's a lot of successful let's start, employees. Let's start with the employees and then we can maybe, you know, for the business owners. Okay, fair enough. So I would say if you're an employee, again, talking people in the US, um, most people, common mistakes that I see is they don't start with in their household, they don't start with the foundation, meaning a lot of time, every family should first evaluate when they first get married or if they're young, the risk management in their life, right? Risk. So God forbid, if I'm financially responsible for someone, meaning I have a wife and kids and I died tomorrow, how does that leave them? Meaning, do you have enough life insurance? That's what life insurance is used for, right? It, it's, a, it's a death benefit that's tax-free that if, God forbid, if I passed away, for example, my wife or my kids would have money to pay the mortgage, to pay their expenses, to send the kids to school, right? Because I'm not making income. If I'm the primary breadwinner and I'm not on this earth anymore, then who's going to take care of them, right? So that's like a very common theme we see with a lot of people and employees. They're very underinsured for life insurance. Um, disability insurance is the same thing. So disability is, God forbid, I walk outside, I'm in New York City and I got hit by a bus and I can't work anymore. I physically can't get out of my chair. God forbid, I'm paralyzed. Something crazy happens, right? Um, how do I earn an income if I can't move? Where does my paycheck come from? So 
insurance companies will insure you. It's called disability insurance. If you get disabled, um, they will pay you a paycheck for the rest of your life. So these things, right, are very important. Um, health insurance, obviously making sure you have a good health insurance plan. God forbid something happens with your health. You want to make sure that that's taken care of. Now, obviously most people have health insurance, um, but you want to make sure that you're limiting your costs, right? That the plan is right for you, that it covers certain procedures, stuff like that. And then lastly, like an estate plan, um, you know, again, leaving a legacy for your family. This really applies for people who are, are you know, maybe in their, you know, again, they're married, they're just starting a family um, or they have a family already. But, you know, having a basic will, meaning what happens to my money if I'm not here on this planet? Who, who, who takes care of it for me? Who am I giving it to? What legacy? It could be a charity of your choice. It could be your family. It doesn't matter. Um, and then like a healthcare proxy, right? If so, if you're, if you can't take care of yourself, if you're in a vegetable state, God forbid something happened, you're in the hospital, who's coming in and making decisions on your behalf? Um, and a power of attorney, same concept. So uh, giving someone authority to, you know, to help make decisions for your family. So I think those are, those are very important things that people just overlook and they're not educated on. Um, they're not everything, right? And I understand why people, you know, psychologically start with other things. They start with, okay, where do I put my money? Where do I save? And yes, you have to do that for sure. Like that's, that's important, but it, it, it's like a dual importance, right? It has to, it's both. It's everything combined. You know, people put one priority or another, or they say, I don't need insurance, but they're not really thinking about all the scenarios that can possibly happen. So that's a big common mistake that I see, um, you know. That's one of them. What, what about the businesses? The business owners that are probably watching right now, some young entrepreneurs that started the business and you know, like, okay, what, where should I focus on like the, the most and what problems, you know, when it comes to money, should, should I avoid? Yeah, for business owners, I mean, look, the concept of risk management is the same. It's, if anything, it's even enhanced because they're a business owner and they have more liability. Um, so if you're, for example, a business owner and, and you have two partners, right? you would need a buy-sell agreement. God forbid something happens where one partner passes away. Does the wife of that other of the partner who passes away come in and buy all the shares for the business? You don't want that. Or maybe, you know, maybe you do, but most people don't, right? So, so different risk management from, um, from that end, it goes the same on business owners. Um, I'll just talk about another common mistake or, or common things that I see with people is everybody is focused today on putting money away in long-term accounts, more so than the short-term, which is good, right? It, that, that's fine. But at the cost of, it may not be re re really appropriate for them to be maxing out their 401k, or if you're a business owner, maxing out like a SEP IRA or something like that, when you need the money today for something else, right? So those investment vehicles, certain investment vehicles that people put money into, are tied up till 59 and a half. Meaning if you take money out, you put this in the 401k, you take the money out, you're taxed and you're penalized 10%. So why are people putting money into accounts like that? Let's say if they have short-term goals, if they need to buy a house or if they need to invest in their business or you know, whatever it is, you know, send their kids to school. So those are a lot of common mistakes and, and I don't think it's anyone's fault. It's just that we're, no one's really educated on you know, they need a coach, right? They need a mentor. It's like in anything, you need a coach and a mentor and, and typically your results will go from here to, you know, to here. 
So um, those are some common things. I mean, you know, people make some common savings. And then when you actually talk about investments, like in the stock market, yeah, I see people making mistakes on that too. Um, people are, are, are investing in one or two stocks or one or two mutual funds or one or two investments when they really should be in a diversified uh, portfolio because it's been proven over time to actually give you a, a more consistent and steady rate of return um, with less risk. But it depends. It all depends on your situation, right? So I can't just speak, you know, in general terms. It really has to do with your personal family. And that's why financial planning is so specific. Yeah. Um, everyone has a, a different roadmap and different plan. Exactly. So, you know, let, let's make, you know, let's say John, you know, my friend, he's, he, he want to be financially successful, right? But he's, he's not making any investments in himself. Like, but he, he, he prays and he, you know, he, he says all the positive stuff like, you know, is it possible for, for him to become financially successful w without educating himself in finances? I mean, I would say if you're, if you're lucky, you know, if you get, if you hit, hit the lottery, you know, you, you got, you have to, you know, like you said, like you have to educate, you have to educate yourself without education. Um, you, you just don't, you're not going to have any direction, right? You need mentorship and then education yourself and then implementation, those two things. So being having a mentor that you can follow or a few mentors and then self-educating yourself, taking the time to study the subjects that interest you, specifically when it comes to money and business, mm. and then actually implement, right? So not just, you know, too much learning is not good either. It's like oversaturating the brain and, and then you do nothing, right? You have um, analysis paralysis, yeah, 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 exactly. You, you know, you, you mentioned stocks before, you know, can we just touch that subject for, for a few seconds? Because there's a lot of people, you know, like I spoke, I had people, you know, on my show before, they they, they trading stocks, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, you know, because they gave me the different insight, you know, on, on the stocks and how it works and, and, and all that. So it's interesting. But there's a lot of people who are investing in it. And you said, you know, diversifying, you know, in, in stocks and making those investments. And, uh, you know, as it happened before, I mean, in, in, you know, in the downturns, um, like a lot of people lost, um, uh, you know, a, a great portion of, of their wealth, you know, you know, when they were invested, you know, like 50% of their wealth, you know, like net worth, like in stocks, like, would you recommend, because there's a lot of people, again, talking about um, the good times, you know, shifting to the bad times, because, you know, the, the, the good, the good, the good, uh, what was the saying, the quote, um, that basically the, the good thing that um, bad times don't last, but at the same time, the good uh, the good times don't last forever either. You know, so something like that. So people should like invest into stocks, or or would you would you recommend or not? Like, well, you know, because if the times will change, like should they sell the stocks before it happens? Like, you know, what's the exit strategy here with the stocks? You know, any advice? Yes, that's a great question. So, all right, so there's two perspectives to see on this. Um, the first one is. You see a lot of information out there about traders teaching people how to trade. That is a different skill. That's a skill set. That's a specific skill set, right? So we have like, I manage money for my clients and I have portfolio managers that are making those decisions on a day to day. They are professional traders. Their job is to sit at a desk and trade all day, right? That's their job. That's not my job. My job is to connect my clients to the right strategies. I have to be educated and I have to be knowledgeable about what's going on in the market, but I'm not 
right? We, they're, they're customized allocations, customized portfolios. So the first thing I'm going to say is there's a lot of information on trading out there where people are being, uh, t there are certain people teaching others how to be a trader and that's great. That's, that's a great skill set. If you can do that and commit to it and you have a strategy that works. Um, I have a good friend that I just met at a marketing event two weekends ago. Um, you know, does, does well, uh, very well. Um, you know, and he teaches people how to trade, you know, Tim Sykes, he's a penny stock trader. Um, he teaches people how to trade penny stocks. So those guys are keeping most of their money in cash and then they're just making trades for profit and then they sell right back into cash, right? So that's a very active, what we call active strategy. Most of society is not going to be doing that, right? Most of society is going to be what we call passive. So they're doing a passive strategy in the sense of buying maybe an index fund, buying a, a mutual fund, whatever type of fund that maybe letting it ride or did they just have a portfolio and they're letting it ride. Um, but I mean, basically you want to make sure that in general, for the average investor, you are diversified because historically speaking, timing the market only accounts for about 1% of successful rates of return. So there was a world renowned economist named Harry Markowitz that studied like about a hundred years of market data. You could Google him, uh, check him out. But basically he found that in order to get quote unquote successful rates of return, and there were certain parameters for that, um, there was three driving forces. So one was just being diversified into different asset classes. So asset classes means that the different types of investments you can choose, um, stocks or, or what we call equities, right? Bonds, which would be fixed income. Uh, real estate is a separate asset class. Cash is its own asset class. Um, and then within those you have, you know, sub subcategories like large cap companies. Those are your big companies like Google, Apple, Amazon, right? Um, then you have mid, mid capitalization companies, companies that are worth between three and 10 billion. Large cap is 10 billion plus. Um, and then small cap companies, anything less than 3 billion. So, you know, those are different asset classes and history has shown that just by being diversified in those different classes, you will have a better probability of success of doing well in your portfolio. Mm. Um, now that does depend whether you buy into the market on a low, right? And a high before it dips, but historically over a long period of time, you will generally be okay. Yeah. Second factor is what we call selection. So selecting the investments, actually choosing which companies, which funds. So that could be like Fidelity, it could be Prudential, it could be BlackRock. I mean, it could be anything, right? Selecting the quality of the investments that you're choosing, whether that's an individual stock, you know, a mutual fund an, an exchange traded fund. Um, but actually selection was how can, how can people, can, can I just interrupt you for a second? How can people make those right selections? You know, let's say, you know, I, I don't know where I'm going to start. Like today, I want to invest into the stock market. And first of all, yeah. how much money should I have to start making those investments? Like if I have five grand or 10 grand, am I, am I okay? Like investing? In yeah, great question. So I would say typically what you want to do for having cash is the first thing you want to do is have an emergency fund. Typically three to six months of after tax expenses. So that means that if you spend, uh, I'll give you an example. If you spend $5,000 a month, okay? 5,000 times three, right? is 15,000 on the low end, at least 15,000 of cash on the high end, 5,000 times six, six months, 30,000, right? 
Now, if you want more cash, great. Have more cash. That's your personal preference. But at least I would I would recommend around the six month mark. So let's say you have that thirty thousand. Then anything after that, I would start building. If you have income, creating a savings plan. Right. If you're ready to invest again, not in yourself. You want to start putting money into real estate or in the market. You know, if it's in the market, you dollar cost average and you 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 buy into the market every month. So maybe you're saving a hundred bucks a month. Maybe you're saving fifty bucks a month. Maybe it's five hundred bucks a month. A thousand bucks a month. Right? You're, but you're buying into the market. When the market's doing this, you're buying in it consistently at different points. So your cost basis um, is is averaged out. And what that does is that lowers your risk. So in case the market tanks the next day, you didn't just take $50,000, put it into the market, and then it tanks and you lose 20%. Right? So you're, you, you buy in small pieces consistently. And if you lose, if, you're, if your account drops, you know, maybe you had bought in at a lower price point, and if the market only dips here, you don't really lose any money. Hmm. Okay. So, so the answer, like, how much, how much like liquid cash should I have now to, to make the investments? Let's say, you know, is it five? So I would say at least six months of after-tax expenses. So if you're spending again, let's make it easy numbers. If you spend a thousand a month, okay, most people don't spend a thousand a month, but uh, right, that would be great. If you could only spend a thousand a month, fantastic. Uh, but if you spend a thousand a month, right, you would want. 1,000 times six, six months worth. So that'd be $6,000 in cash, okay? If you spend 10,000 a month, you wanna have probably at least $60,000 in cash. Because if something were to happen, let's say you couldn't work, or let's say an emergency happened, you wanna have access to cash, right, right away. Now, what, what's, the, what's the average, uh, I mean, salary like in, in the States? Cause you know, in Europe is a little bit different. Let's say it's about 500 euros per week, which is 2000 uh, euros a month. Is it, is it similar in states also when it comes to the wages, you know, getting paid? Uh, for wages, I mean, the, great, it, great. what I wanted to ask, you know, if my expenses a month are going to be, you know, a thousand, maybe, you know, it's going to be one and a half grand and then, okay, I, that means I have to get, have like 10 grand to invest and the average American or, or person in, in Europe has like, don't even have probably 200 euros in his pocket. Like, so the question is, where do we start to change the mindset first? When got it, it. I got you. Great question. This is always a tough one, right? So, so I'm a firm believer about investing in different things. Okay. I'm all, I've always been like that. I think you should have buckets for aggressive meaning. And that aggressive doesn't have to be, we're not just talking about the market. It doesn't have to be just about real estate or the market or different, right? I'm talking about aggressive, like riskier things, maybe investing in myself, you know, the online courses. You know, things that, that may not produce me rate of return right away. Um, and then I also have the safe bucket. And I also have a mediocre bucket, right? An average, uh, um, you know, moderate bucket. So the question is to the turning point. One, you got to get your income under control. That's step one. So if you're living on the street or you're just, you know, living paycheck to paycheck and you're just completely unhappy and you can't travel and, you're, and you want to do these things, um, you got to fix your income. You got to get a better job, right? You got to build, learn, how, learn a skill set, and build something. And while you're going to do a job you hate, you know, try something as a side hustle. Again, learn, self-learn. In you know, use social media, go on Instagram. You know, follow the right people. Um, but once you're at a certain point, you know, the, you know, let's say you have you know a steady income. You, you got your expenses under control and you're still building a business, you know, most of your money is probably going to go back into building your business. 
But at the same time, I am a firm believer, I think people should diversify and invest in other asset classes, like the stock market, like real estate, if that's what you like. Um, you know, you, you mean investing into REIT or buying a real asset? It either, that's a personal preference. That's a personal preference. Okay. You know, REITs have pros and cons. Real estate, physical hard real estate has pros and cons. You know, the pros of a REIT, you know, if you buy it in the market, it's liquid. In, in certain situations, if it's public, you can put it in a brokerage account, it can be liquid. But if you buy a non-public traded REIT, that's, that's not always liquid, right? So if you need your money out for whatever reason, so that's the thing. You got to be knowledgeable about this. So to answer your question, what do you do if if you need to figure this out? I would talk to someone who knows what they're doing, uh, right? Someone in, you trust in your life, but also talk to a qualified professional. That could be, it doesn't have to be a financial advisor every time. Typically, I would recommend that. But yeah. a mentor of yours that's very good at business and money, but not all business people know about money, right? Not Or, or maybe they do, but they're not financial advisors or financial experts in that sense. So that's why I, you know, it's, it's, it's good to get different opinions, but I always tell people in your circle, no matter what, for your, your, your financial situation, you want three advisors, you want a good accountant. Okay. If you're a business owner, especially, but even not, you want a good accountant. You want to have a financial planner or a financial advisor, someone who knows how to deal with your overall financial situation and money and risk. And lastly, a good estate attorney. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you're a business owner, maybe a good attorney, you know, on your legal team, of course, but stay an attorney to plan for your, your family. So those are the three things, the three, um, you know, advisors or three people that you want to have in your circle. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That, that's that's going to be a strong team, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I just want to touch one thing, you know, you, you mentioned real estate because the real estate is becoming a very popular thing right now. I mean, there's a lot of people like, especially here in, in Europe. And you know, like being, seeing all these people like Grant is on social media. He's a big real estate guy, right? And uh, yeah, like crowdfunding. Yep. Yeah. All these people talking, listen, buy real estate, like real estate is the thing, right? And you know, like REITs are available too. Like, so, you know, can you, can you tell to people like what, what would be the difference investing into the real asset, you know, like real estate, buying a house or buying a, a multifamily or buying, you know, a shopping center, office space or something and investing yeah. into REIT, like investing into REIT, do, do you get like a, a appreciation and a tax write-off uh, over there? So, so um, basically, uh, so I'm not an expert. Okay, on on REIT specifically, so I just want to disclose that first. Um, but I know enough to to typically, generally how they how they work. Um, in a REIT, you you do have certain tax deductions. There are certain benefits there, um, and then in addition to that, you also um, get what's called a distribution. So if you invest, right, they're going to kick back income off of that asset that you're that let's say you buy into a shopping center REIT, for example, okay? Every, every shopping center that's renting, right? And they're paying monthly rent to the owner at the end of a certain quarter or a year, the REIT will pay back the owner, let's say me, I, uh, my share, my portion of shares that I bought into that REIT in the form of what's called a distribution. So it's like income, okay? That's why people buy real estate for the income. Um, if the REIT decides to sell at a certain period of time, then there's capital appreciation potential, right? You bought it at 10, you sell it at 12, right? You have a $2 appreciation per share. Um, so that's the pros that I would say of a REIT. The cons is, 
again, the liquidity. You don't have access to that money if you buy a private REIT. Most people that buy REITs are putting them in portfolios, like a public REIT. You know, you could go on and check out like Vanguard REIT or whatever, Fidelity REIT, whatever. Um, you know, that's liquid. But a non-public, meaning a private traded REIT, you don't have access to your capital right away. And the same with, you know, things like in crowdfunding, you know, if you're investing in a, in a real estate property, you have to be comfortable with that the money you're allocating to that, you are not going to touch for maybe it's three years, maybe it's five years, maybe it's seven years, maybe it's 10 years, who knows? But, you know, again, it depends on the portfolio. Um, I think that it just depends, right? That you, you wanna make sure that whoever you're investing with is a good team. That's the, that's the big thing. And that the, the numbers actually make sense. So do your research, do your homework. And if you don't know how to do that, again, find someone who does and run it by them before you do it. Exactly. Uh, no, yeah. That's awesome. I, I love that answer because, you know, it's, it's, it's all for you guys who are watching right now and, and you know, like confused. Because as Greg said before, you know, if you want to invest in the stock market, you have to have at least half a year of, say, let's say it's a 10 grand, you know, 10 grand. Yes. Like with the 10 grand, buy a real asset, which is like buying a home, you know, like a multifamily, 200 units. I mean, it's not enough to make a down payment, right? Like 10 grand is nothing, but you can buy a REIT with the same amount of money. So, and you're going to be investing. Well, it's, it's not actually investing into real estate. You, you're buying a stock, right? Correct. But, it's public. Yes. You know, actually. That's an answer. maybe that's an answer for you. Maybe. And then you can go on Instagram and call yourself a real estate investor, you know, like, <laughs> You know, guys, so, so, you know, there's always a ways, you know, like investing, you know, and, and it's up to you. Like always guys don't, you know, I don't recommend, you know, like go and like invest into REITs and stuff like go and do your research. Like, and be curious, be obsessed about improving your own situation, go and look for people who do that successfully and just copy, like duplicate what they do and implement that in, in your life, you know? So going like, okay, let's forget the finances for now for a minute. Like, what do you do uh, for fun outside the work? Yeah, yeah, man. Um, so uh, I, I'm a musician. Uh, I play I've been playing keyboard or piano since I was four. Wow. Uh, I love it. I'm obsessed with it. It's it's great. So sometimes I jam with my friends. You know, I have a couple of guitarist friends, a couple of singers. I've seen it. Like play. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Um, thank you. And I also I'm an avid traveler. I love to travel. Uh, I'm, I think you know everyone should get out and get out of their bubble and experience life and just see what's out there. There's so much in the world to see and, you know, can inspire you and just, you know, help you with everything, your mindset and uh, just give you the ability to refresh. So I'm an avid traveler. I love traveling. I've been to a lot of places. I've been what's very fortunate. What's your favorite place um, so far? Where have I been? What's your favorite place so far that you traveled? My favorite place? Probably Africa. Oh, yeah, okay. I had the opportunity to go to do to do a safari with my family a couple of years ago. That was amazing. Nice, amazing. amazing. Yeah, like Botswana, South Africa. Um, you know, we went to Cape Town. I mean, that trip that was that was awesome. I also went to Iceland recently. That was very cool. Iceland's cool. Definitely want to go back there. Uh, but well, yeah, man, it traveling. It sounds like you know, you're Pretty good, pretty, visiting some pretty nice, nice countries. So what's, what's next, next on the list? Are you planning to come, come into the Europe and like, or, or that side or maybe Asia or somewhere, or, you know? Yeah, so my wife and I were planning a trip to Asia next uh, year for our 30th, um, 28, 
uh, about to be 29 in a couple months. So uh, for our 30th, we're going to plan a big trip to Asia. Uh, but th actually this summer, I'm going to be in England. I'll be in London for a couple days. And uh, yeah, excited about that. Haven't been there in a while. So that, that, that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because your roots are, you know, we spoke, you spoke before that the interview, your roots are some, you know, close to Europe here. So, you know, you kind of pose you, right, to come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I love Europe, man. Europe's great. Italy's, Italy's one of my favorite places. Um, Spain's awesome. You know, the Mediterranean, it's great. I, I love it. I love all of it, man. Traveling's amazing. And people, and, and people say, say the same about the yeah, uh, States, you know, like, oh, we love it, we love it. And Do they? <laughs> yeah, man, it, it's, it's, it's good, man. Like, because, you know, all the time, like you guys, you know, watch this show, you know, all the time. And, and if not, please go and subscribe to the channel, like and share, you know, uh, I much appreciated for that. Because I, I do interviews mostly with people from states, because yeah. you know, like you mentioned that before the interview started about the capitalism, right? And the good and the bad side of, of that. But you know, cap capitalism, I think it should be installed in, in Europe at the same time too. I mean, it's it's definitely needed because that's what I wanted to, to talk with you today, my man. You know, you're an, an expert, you're a financial planner, been, been doing that for six plus years, helping hundreds of families, you know, how to improve their lives. And, you know, because like people don't want to talk about the finances that much here in Europe. And that's why a lot of people suffer because they're not focused on, on the money that much. And right. it's all about, okay, it's capitalism, man. Get your money right. Like money right. It's interesting you say that. When I was in France, um, it was really interesting to see the culture difference, right? I love it there, by the way. I mean, it is amazing, right? Extremely romantic city, Paris. Um, but everyone at four or five o'clock, you know, they, they go, they have their wine, they have their cheese. They sit by the river, you know, they, they talk, which is great. I think it's, I think it's awesome. It's very cool to experience cultures like that. Um, but it's just, it's just different. It seems a little bit slower pace, uh, than, than, than what we have here, you know? Yeah, so, definitely. So yeah. listen, you said you, you mentioned you want to like, you helped hundred plus people, probably close to a thousand. I don't know, but you, you know, yeah, probably close to a thousand at this point, but I just say a hundred plus keep it, you know. <laughs> So, okay, <laughs> okay let, let's say what's your five, 10 year plan ahead? Where, where, where are you planning to be? Yeah, great. Wow. Um, so, I mean, I want to continue on the trajectory I'm on. My goal now has shifted. You know, when I first started, it was like, okay, how can I help individuals like in one-on-one -on -one sessions, right? Long term, right now I'm doing, starting to do way more public speaking. So now I, I'm going to be, I speak through, um, through my company, we have a program that sets up advisors uh, that are qualified to speak in front of companies with benefits. So uh, I'm gonna be speaking at PayPal in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm gonna be, I'm speaking at another, another company next week, um, but doing more of these, getting in front of groups and really educating people that need the help um, in more group settings and then also transferring that into online. And who knows, in, in the future, that could be online group coaching, um, you know, but you know, if I'm doing financial services, it's obviously in, it's it's individuals, right? Because everyone's situation is different. But somehow transforming that into an online uh, coaching platform and, and giving advice to people and just helping them educate them on what they need to do and just building. Right now, I'm in the process of building my social media and building my brand. I want to reach more people. I want to inspire more people. I want to help more people. I want to educate more people on how to build, protect and eventually distribute wealth throughout their life um, properly, right? So that's my mission, man, that's my mission. 
And I don't have the exact number of people, but man, if I could influence thousands and, and hundreds of thousands and eventually millions of people, I mean, I would, I would love that. Like, that's what I, that's what I would love to do. Uh, right now I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm building my practice. It's going very well. Um, but, and I'm starting to do more public speaking, getting myself out there, but yeah, man, I, I want to reach more people. So love that's it. the goal. Love it. So, and that's why we're doing this show, you know, because like social media, uh, helps us to leverage the time and, and effort, you know, because like on we're on YouTube, you know, people are watching us right now on YouTube, you know, and yeah. like, maybe somebody's watching through Facebook or, or Instagram and stuff, you know, all these platforms just help us uh, to spread out the, the word, the good word, you know, that, you know, the experience, you know, and, and all the effort that you're doing, you know, is, is just awesome. Man. So, you know, talking about the social medias before we close this off, where can people find you on, on social medias? Yeah, so uh, they can go to my Instagram. It's just at Greg Drozdow, G-R-E-G, last name D-R-O-Z-D-O-W, Drozdow. Uh, so at Greg Drozdow. And uh, Facebook, same thing. They can go to my page, Greg Drozdow. And best way, I mean, they can connect with me through email there. They can send me a direct message. But honestly, that's the best way to get in touch with me. Um, you can send me a direct email, but it's all there. It's all on there. So I would say if you're on socials, follow me. Uh, shoot me a message. Happy to help answer any questions that I can. And yeah, man. Yeah, you guys go and check the links down below. You know, like it's going to be all there for you to check. And and if you want to, you know, any questions that you have related to the finances or investing in the stock market and all that, you know, just put everything down below. You know, just write a comment, say what you think. You know, and and maybe some struggles that you're having, some wins that you have. You know, past like investing. You know, and with the stock market, everything. You know, anything to do with the finances. Any questions, go and do, you know, press that and, and, and comment down below. So, Greg, I appreciate, you know, your time and, and the effort, man. It's been a great, great pleasure to talk with you, my man. And, uh, you know, I hope we're going to talk and meet up sometime in the future. You know, you're planning to be in London. So, you know, I'm, I'm close to that. I'm from Ireland. So, you know, I hope... I'm down to London, man. Let's get a beer. Sounds good. Well, I don't even drink, right? But let, I can get eliminated, you know. <laughs> okay fair enough that works it's, it's been it's been awesome man so really appreciate you know so you guys go and definitely follow uh greg on instagram go and check it out check it out his piano skills it's it's just awesome <laughs> go and check it out follow him you know on all the social platforms and get in touch with this with this man you know just be be close with the great people get in proximity right and just uh ask him any questions that you want so awesome man. thank you so much Appreciate it. So this was The Money Show, guys, with Greg Drozdov. Appreciate it if you like and subscribe to the channel. And again, I'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you. Thank you.